Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio. On KLZ 560, we do have a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Hang in there, Bob. Um, we're dealing with Jeff, and Jeff, we're back on. Um, I just wanted to talk to, to Ken a little bit about that, Jeff, because um, a diode is basically a one-way, and, and when you're checking a diode, it's basically an ohmmeter is what it sounds like. So what you really need to do, though, is if you, could, if you have an amp meter... You want to go to your negative cable or positive, it doesn't matter which one, and disconnect that and put your amp meter in series with that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's in series with the cable coming off the back, the big one? Off the, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Not no, off no. the alternator, off the battery, the battery itself. Okay. Yeah. So you connect one of your leads to the battery post and then one to that cable. Yeah. Disconnected. Once you disconnect it, that's going to tell you your millivolts. So basically all the power from the battery is rolling through the meter. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Now so, you'll right. see a draw. Yeah. You'll see if you have, what were you saying, how much? Yeah, 50 to 75 milliamps is, is totally acceptable. Right. So anything over that, that's what you're going to try to find out what's causing that. Yeah, that's where you get into pulling your fuses and things along those lines. And then what you'd want to do is, is you disconnect your alternator and see if that goes away. The power lead, basically, to it. So if it's an alternator, a lot of times those will be 200-plus milliamps. Yes. So it'll be really high. One thing, too, and I forgot to mention this to Dennis, too, but um, if if the alternator is the draw, a lot of times it'll be warm after sitting. Oh, yeah. So you you can physically touch the alternator. Yes, that's true. I forgot. If it has any heat to it. Then, you know, that's not, you know, that, of course, the car sat overnight. If it has any heat to it, then you, you definitely know that's a problem. Yeah. But you can disconnect the power lead to that, and that usually right. shuts it off. Yeah. You know, but you don't need to do that. Right. What you want to do is just see how much your millivolts are. Yeah. And then, and then you can start popping your fuses off. And you can go to your ABS fuse, and there's, there's, I believe there's a fuse in there. I, I think it's a pretty good size one. And you pull that out, and if it goes away, then, yeah, then maybe you do have that. I've never yeah. seen an ABS unit cause that, though. Yeah, Dennis and I both, we've never seen an ABS yeah. unit fail along those lines. The, you know, different relays, things along those lines. But you have to remember, too, as you're pulling these fuses, if something goes away, the, if, if it drops down to the 50 millivolts or whatever, then you know that's the circuit, but you don't know the, what all is the, on that circuit. Now you got to go search that circuit and find right. what's on it. Because that fuse might power 16 uh, different things. Yeah. So That's true. 
Well, it just it says just ABS on it, so uh, no, that's ABS, on that. Uh, the yes. ABS is probably dedicated. Yeah. Yes, so. but there are other fuses in there, yeah. like he's like Ken's saying, that has a lot of other things on it, and yeah. you have to figure those out. If you if you you know have have a problem and you pull the body control a BCM fuse and it goes away, well, that body control module controls twenty five different other circuits. That yeah. one of those could be the problem, the problem, or it could be the module itself. Okay, yeah, the module itself on this one has, uh, it was susceptible to heat damage because they put it really close to the catalytic converter. I've since put a shield in to kind of try to stop that, but uh, I don't know what it, what the yeah. first 20 years, yeah. 18 years had on it. Um, yeah. But I've, the, the upshot of it is I've had the, uh, oh, the uh, fuse out, and I have not experienced the problem. So, But I'm going to do oh. the... Uh, I'll, I'll check for the uh, the parasitic draw using an amp meter too. I like that idea. The, the, one last question, if I could. The uh, one of the things they talk about is a uh, is the ground from that module, the ABS module, um, uh, to the body uh, to check that. Could that cause a par- parasitic draw? I don't really understand how, but yeah, um, I, I wouldn't think so. I, I mean, it'd be good it wouldn't to check cause that it, right. but it probably wouldn't work right if it didn't have a good ground. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking it would be an open rather than right. short. Right. I mean, you right. have more, more current, you'd have no current. Right. So. right. It wouldn't be functioning. Yeah. Right. Alrighty, I appreciate it, Jed. So I'll, uh, and, I, and you can put the old meter or any from the negative... Amp, uh, amp meter. Terminal. Amp meter. Amp meter. The amp meter, yeah. rather, yeah. 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 Sorry. I, I would do it from the negative. To me, that's always what I've done. Yeah. You just, could do it, it either one. It's just safer to disconnect the negative terminal yes. in general. So, yeah. Right. I, I've always disconnect negative first. Yeah. That was grilled into me from a, from yeah. a wee lad. So. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. idea. I mean, if you're doing anything in the engine, it doesn't matter. You disconnect the negative. Yeah. Yes. And you and you want to be sure that you're probably on your higher amperage. I mean, the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing is when you're dealing with the battery stuff like that. When you reconnect it, you might have a a two or three amp surge when you yeah. first connect that terminal. So, uh, I don't know. You if don't want to ruin the meter by having right or blow the fuse in the side. meter, right? So usually what I mean, usually what we do is we take a wire, we put in series first, put our meter in series, and then take the wire off, and then let everything go to sleep. I gotcha. and, yeah, so uh, that way you don't get the surge through the meter. Right. Yeah, the little yeah, things you forget about, you're and right. we assume you know. You're <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. So yeah. don't want to. Yeah, things you forget, you know. I mean, that's yeah. Plus, it's, you, I, I have forgotten a lot. Well, and it's just like, well, everybody knows that. Well, no, not no. everybody does. Right. And I just remembered that maybe not everybody I'm glad. does. I'm glad, yeah. <laughs> I'm just assuming everybody does that. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. yeah, how many how many techs out there know what dwell is anymore? Yeah, none. None. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody in my shop. <laughs> yeah. They don't even know what a carburetor is. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I've you say it. a carburetor, they're yeah. like, what is yeah. that? If it's not OBD2, it's like, you know, we're, we're not taking it in unless it's a mechanical issue. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, right. Jeff. All righty. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Thank thanks. you for the call. All right, Bob. Thank you for hanging in there. How you doing, Bob? 
I'm doing good, guys. Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, so I've, I've called you guys before, and you've always been such a great help. I'm actually calling for my buddy. Um, he's about to pull out his hair, and he doesn't have a lot left. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got a 2003 Silverado 1500 5.3. Um, about nine months ago, he noticed a fairly significant oil leak. Ended up figuring out that it was the oil sender on the back of the block. So he took it to a place. They replaced it, put it in. It leaked again, took it back there. They put in another one. And it quit leaking, but then his gauge on his dash was showing 80 pounds. Okay. Typically, typically you know, it, was, it would be showing like 40. Yeah. So, so he went to a different shop. And they said, well, you know, if you don't get the oil cinder actually from, you know, a place like Stevenson, Gee, you know, if you, uh-huh. get a, uh, yeah, yeah, if you get it someplace else, they're junk. So this place went to Stevenson, picked up an oil cinder, put it in, and it's worked for a couple months. Yesterday, the gauge on the dash is showing 80 pounds again. Yeah. Uh, we, um, we have also seen a rash of the GM oil sending unit failures. Really? Yeah. There was one vehicle we put three GM sending units in, and on the third one, it finally worked. Uh, And they would last a a few weeks, and then they would quit working again. Right. Yeah. And it's it's just all of a sudden, it's like 80 pounds, and he's going, you know, I said, you know, it's not leaking, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping the oil in there, just not reading correct on the gauge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but does he just... Had needs to keep going back to like Stevenson, you know. And get, and those, those probably aren't warrantied or anything, are they? They, they should be. I think they have a one year warranty on them. I mean, they, you know, from the factory, or you know, from manufacturer, I believe they're a one year warranty. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, because he's, you know, he said I told him he's on the road right now, but I told him I said I'm going to call Dry Radio Man. I don't want you killing yourself yeah. over this deal. One well, and, and yeah. yeah, if the gauges, I mean, we, yeah, it's always. Uh, tended to be the problem with the sending unit itself they had a problem with them and you know of course they never admitted to it but i mean <laughs> you, you put another well, one no, in I, and they work just fine until until they don't and whatever reason they fail yep. internally so yeah exactly yeah this one lasted almost almost three months okay so, yeah uh, all right guys. hey guys i appreciate you so much you guys are always a great help appreciate the call thank you very much yep. bob all right, with that, we have a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. So uh, you can't find one aftermarket that would work? or <laughs> You know what uh, we've had a hard time with is, uh, we, yeah, we, we've tried a couple aftermarkets, but we have a hard time with the aftermarkets, especially, I'm going to just say the Napa ones, we don't have a socket that fits them. We have a socket that fits the GM ones just fine. Oh. You know, an oil sending unit because they're a special socket. Um, but the Napa ones, our socket will not go on to. And so I just refuse to buy them from them because they don't work. They don't oh. fit in the socket. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have a tool that will will work on them. So Well, that doesn't work. No, it's funny, though, because the tool will fit on from the part you're going to screw in. So it'll screw on from the back side, or it'll uh, fit into the socket on the back side, but it won't fit on the electrical side that will decide you need to get on to. So, uh, you know, that's it's one of those 
you know, it, it's a battle that I don't even need to mess with. So, well, yeah, because you just go to the dealer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Go directly. Wow, I yeah. can just buy one that fits that. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. And the price and, isn't probably much different. No, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they're so. about the same. So, yeah, but we did have a problem with those. I mean, there was been a few GMs that we had a, you know, we warranted two or three times. And um, finally, whatever reason, this one's working, so we'll stick with it. Yeah, that yeah. happens. Yeah. And parts usually fail in the first thousand, couple thousand miles right. anyway. It doesn't so. usually take long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call if you have any questions about our vehicle or anything like that. Just give us a call. Um, we're going to go to a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Service specials this month. Get all four of your tires rotated and we'll do a complete brake inspection for only $29.99. Tires are expensive. And by rotating your tires every 5,000 miles, you will get longer life and even wear. You can also take advantage of Geno's $79.99 four-wheel alignment special. Potholes seek out your tires just about wherever you drive. Coming out of the winter months, your tires and suspension can have damage from icy roads and potholes. With a four-wheel alignment, you'll get better handling and longer tire life as well. We back up all our work with the Napa Nationwide Peace of Mind Warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560, 303-477-5600. It's a call-in number. Anything with a motor you can call in about. I don't really care what it is. <laughs> Just give us a call. That's right. Yeah, lawnmowers, tractors. You know, it, it's funny how we just kind of work on whatever we need to. Right. You know, it's like, well, let's, yeah. just, let's just see what's wrong with it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's go right to Dan from Centennial. How you doing, Dan? Hey, good morning. Appreciate good mo- you guys being here. Good. Thanks. Doing good, too. It's a nice, beautiful day out looking outside and watching people play golf over here. and It's a beautiful day. Yeah. It is. A bit windy, though. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? So, my son has a 99 Cherokee. Uh, he, wanted, he bought it as a fixer-upper. He wanted something he could work on. He didn't have a lot of computer stuff. Anyway, um, he ended up changing up the heater core over the winter, uh, including the, um, what's actually the heater core, the condenser. Uh-huh. Uh, put it all back together, and last summer he had also bought a new compressor for the AC. The problem he has, he's having now is he's about to recharge it, but before he does that, uh, the shop that uh, went to do the recharge pointed out the voltage going to the compressor, the little socket. Uh, they put a meter on it and said it was only putting out 6 volts where it should be putting out 12. And he doesn't know where he should look for a solution. Yeah, so the... The fuse box, the fuse relay, uh, or the access, the AC relay, you need to make sure we're getting 12 volts there. It it, it would seem like that. Uh, I'm just trying to think on that. That's yeah. Pretty much you have to. I would start at the relay at least because the switch is going to ground the relay and tell that. So. The relay under the hood, I believe it's under the hood on that one. Pull that out. Make sure you have a good 12 volts going to it. And then okay. and then the, and then once engaged, if there is 12 volts going to it and it's engaged, then I would say typically or it could be a relay problem or a fuse box problem. If that's the case, okay. or a, or a circuit between the relay and the compressor. Okay, so would the relay uh, work on a partial capacity, or is it kind of like a light bulb, where it's either on or dead? Typically on or off. Yeah, I would okay. I would say it would be real rare that there would be a voltage drop through the relay. Okay, 
So if it's working at all, uh, the relay's receiving something. Correct. Correct. Well, so yeah, ma- check, make sure that's the case also. Make sure it's not constantly 6 volts even when the AC isn't commanded. Okay, so I guess I have to get the schematic and look at one. Well, like if you turn the switch off, you know, for the AC, make sure there's 0 volts. And if you click it on and there's 6 volts, then we're losing power somewhere. Before the relay. Yeah. Yeah. Before the relay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, uh, we'll go down that road and see if we can get that thing working. But um, appreciate your help. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Or what were you going to say, Dennis? Well, have you – yeah, um, Dan, maybe check your um, – at your battery because sometimes there's fusible links there. Is there not a couple there? There are links there. But I'm not sure what they what they yeah. power. Um, I, I I can't think of what they power. And well, they could be powering the fuse box that might not be getting all the power. Right, and typically, like a link would be a yeah would a kill power completely on a certain circuit. But right, but electrical issues too are kind of can be kind of crazy like that. Where yeah. well, you can have a lot of acid built up. You, on right, the, exactly you know, on the on the battery cable. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because those were. Thinking back, I just I did not it's remember a that. But yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, check for that too, Dan. Yeah. So um, when we first started here um, today, I was talking about used cars. Yeah. About buying them and some steps and stuff, and we were talking. The last thing we were talking about was a vehicle report, and then we said, you know, to get it checked out, and you know, we were talking about that stuff. Um, one of the things, you know, we were saying, well, maybe they don't have all the information, right? So maybe if you can find the and contact the seller of that vehicle sure. who sold it to the dealership or to the broker or whoever, if you if you can't if they don't have that information you need to do your homework do and try to find if, out if, that's really if you can find out if they've done their repairs and what they have yeah done so because it's very important to know and then you got to test drive the vehicle you got to go drive it around yeah you, if they don't want you to drive it I wouldn't buy it no right exactly yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and you should look. You know, you know one good thing about you know you might go spend, you know, a hundred and fifty bucks maybe. Say, I'm just saying that might be on the high side for a, an inspection. No, no, not no. At all. Um, I wouldn't be afraid to spend that because you're right. going to make that money back. Yeah, right. Because you can go back to the seller and say, okay, you know, you need brakes. Um, it says I need a timing belt here in about three thousand miles. Yeah, right. Or I'm going to need this. I'm going to need that. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, say there is damage or something like that, that's like, wow, you don't want this car. You know, right. That, that's not 150 spent. That's 25000 saved. That's <laughs> so right. That's, uh, that's right. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Because yeah, right. anything you do is going to save you money down the road and right. stuff. So yeah. let's go to David. He's got a question about a battery. How are you doing, David? Good. Um, I recently bought a battery and... Uh, <clears throat> It had the fellow said, "Get that uh, a little plug off of the side of there. Take that, and then put that on the new one." And uh, I've never seen that before. But uh, so a I vent? Did that. Oh, it's a vent, is what yeah, it is. It's a vent. Yeah. yeah. And the other side seemed to have a red plug, but he just said, "Just get the one." I should have got the other to plug it, I guess. But then, yeah, the vent, and then <clears throat> it looked like there was some sort of a tube that was in the. Uh, it's in the trunk, and it fit. On that, perfectly. So I thought, yeah, that must be where that goes. It wasn't right. connected. Yeah. I was just curious. I'd never heard of a, a thing. I mean, should I be 
concerned at all about gases coming out of there because I kind of cracked the thing. I put some tape on it when I took it off. Yeah, the tape. Yeah, because it's you do have uh, what is it? Uh, sulfuric acid coming out of there. So that's why they vented that. It, being in the car, what kind of car is it? It's an 09 uh, Cadillac ETS. Oh sure, but under the back seat. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the trunk back or there. In the trunk. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's a good thing to have, and actually, those tubes are pretty easily, uh, you know, you can acquire those from, I think Napa sells them, but... but I think he's talking about the plug, right? Well, the plug, yeah, did go to Napa, and he said, well, that should have come with the battery. We don't it sell have. those. But did, you could take it off the yeah. old one. Yeah, I did take it off the old one, but I kind of... Cracked it. kind of cracked it, and then I put a little tape on it, and uh, yeah, it's, I got it in there, but it's just a real pain because... <laughs> The trunk, I got it from my brother-in-law, and he got a new one. But anyway, the trunk is not opening, even the emergency hatch. So to get back there, you have to crawl. And, and <laughs> okay. it's, very, it's very difficult. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, I mean, it's I, – I mean, if it were mine, yeah, I would want that vented to the outside. I mean, I've never seen – most of the cars that come in and those batteries are replaced, a lot of times they're already cracked, so we, we get another – you know, just – buy another tube and they're fairly inexpensive and just put that on there because it's the tube that's cracked right or is it the the plug well, it's the it's the plug actually that oh he plugs when when you have that battery there's a, a um, two of them. Yeah. yeah and you have one yeah. plug and one oh okay one okay. elbow so the right the elbow and the tube. yeah the elbow okay. right the, the yeah. elbow goes down cracked. to the oh, yeah. okay and that's okay. working so fine but, but he the broke the, oh, okay the yeah. little plug so yeah I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You're probably okay yeah, with that. Yeah, I probably won't Elbow. worry about it so much. Yeah. Elbows were like, okay. Um, well, I'll just try to do the best I can. Um, yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. It's Does the trunk there. open once you get back there? Like you no, a little... I'm trying to. I can't. You can hear something clicking, you know, with everything. It's not working. And then, the, the, ironically, the emergency um Pole is uh-huh. not even working oh. either. I mean, no matter how, how hard you, so it's just difficult to get back in there. Sounds like something's uh, wedged in there in yeah. the latch or something. Yeah, because you should be able just to pull on that emergency cord and open it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's very. It's I don't know. Awesome. You know, those look so simple, but they are so hard to work on. Yeah, right. They they never seem to work right. And then you like you say when you shut it, then you got to go back through the other <laughs> way because it isn't going to work. Yeah. You got to crawl through yeah. the seat. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> laughing about it. It's not <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's a pain. But, it's an uh, adventure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, there's one other thing, if I could. Sure. sure. Okay. Um, I'm not sure which one it is, but a friend looked at my emissions, and he said it's running rich. And uh, the reading, I'm not sure which one, but uh, – let me see. And but yeah, I did smell a slight uh, odor of gas or whatever. I was just curious if because uh, that's like one of the very first. It actually says direct injection on the back. I couldn't believe it. Oh nine has that. But so um, maybe BJ like the forty four K. Should I put that in? Would that help the uh, probably running not. rich clean yeah. it out or no? Probably not. No. Yeah. So is the check engine light on? Um. Like the service engine scene? I think it is, yeah. I'm going to yeah. pull something, yeah. Because at, at the bottom of that emission test, it should, or at, you know, kind of the bottom, it should say 
or about the middle, actually, I should say codes or anything. Were there any codes that were? I don't know if he had. Did you have an emission test done on it? Yeah, just did recently. Okay, uh, yeah. So in the middle, yeah, yeah, in the middle, it should. Oh, it doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't list. Well, it says uh, no codes, but then it says non-applicable. Uh, oh, okay. Check engine light command status off. I don't know. Off. Okay, so that means the lights yeah. off. Okay, so hard uh, to say. Well, I don't know. It appears I see an engine thing, something, but um, hmm. yeah, okay. yeah. If if well, if it failed on the gases, then there's something in the emission system that's not working correctly. And if the light was off, you know, more than likely there's a fuel control issue or something like that, or catalytic converter not quite efficient or something to that effect. But I think that's possibly at the catalytic converter because we added something and it, it actually did pass, but uh, oh, okay, yeah. good. Okay. He, he said there was some issue with the catalytic, but I just don't know which particular one shows that uh, it's, running rich it's close but it passed i guess I yeah don't know which one it is. well it, it could be getting weak yeah it, it could just be not as efficient as it should yeah. be the the 44k will definitely help um help clear carbon and stuff like that but on the direct injection it doesn't clean it off the valves necessarily so mm. i mean it, it the 44k is a good thing to run but there are some is that the two liter in that one or what engine is in it at uh, 3.6. I don't oh, have it. 3.6. Okay. It's yeah. a uh, v- V6. Okay. V6. Okay. All right. So, yeah, with that, there's the upper intake cleaning and stuff like that. The GDI clean is probably, probably more, the better way to yeah. go on that. More efficient. Yeah. In cleaning exactly. the valve. Yeah. Okay. And that was, I'm sorry, uh, my mind watered. The, uh, what would be more efficient? It's what? The GDI cleaning. Okay. So it's a, kind of a procedure from up top that you have to get in. And, and, and that's do. through BG. Yeah. You get there, the chemicals through them. Right. There's a series of. Oh, okay. It's, it's So you guys, you'd have to do it. I can't just. Right. Yeah. There's there's equipment for that and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. Yeah. So we'll just get in. Uh, um, I'm actually closer to uh, you, Ken, at this point. Oh, okay. Sure. So, um, I was more over toward uh, Geno's in the past. And then. Uh, I'll have to get it up there and, and do that. And there's a couple other issues that possibly, uh, yeah, and uh, there may be a slip too. <laughs> I don't know. There's a tiny. I'm feeling something. It's all-wheel drive. I'm thinking maybe differential, maybe tranny. We'll get the, the fluid changed. Well, if you have a slip, it could be um, something to do with the engine too, since it's running rich. Oh. It could be some like a miss of some kind. Yeah, maybe. Well, okay. it would well, tow a code. Yeah, usually you should throw a code. Turn the light on. Okay. Yeah. So. I thought just was yeah. in first. I just yeah. felt like okay, that could be something else. Then yeah, I'd, ha- I'd have him take a look there. at that trunk too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. That, that's going to happen. Thanks yeah. a lot. I appreciate. All right. it. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I threw yeah. that one in there. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, you know, because body work and you know climbing through trunks and things like that, you know, it can be it can be challenging. You it know, can, but it's and the all, older you get, it gets worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's all part of the, you know, part of the daily routine. You know, you just do what you need to do. That's right. So, Crawl in there. That's right. So we have three lines open, 303-477-5600. Anything about your car you need, anything about a motor, tractor, garden tractor, rotor tiller, anything. 
Really, <laughs> we'll help you with it all. 303-477-5600. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about one of the most expensive components in your whole car, the transmission, specifically the transmission fluid. You see, according to the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, or ATRA, the number one cause for transmission failure is fluid failure. And the number one cause for fluid failure is heat. You see, most transmission fluids can last as long as 100,000 miles as long as the fluid stays at or below 180 degrees. According to ATRA, for every 20 degree increase in the operating temperature of that fluid, the life of the fluid is halved. That means conditions like stop and go traffic or mountain driving or the terrible Colorado weekend combination of both can quickly lead to a severe degradation of transmission fluid, thusly significantly reducing the protection needed to keep that expensive component trouble-free and fun to drive. So, what should you do? At BG, we recommend replacing any fluid prior to the point of failure. In our experience, replacing the transmission fluid every 30,000 miles and treating the new fluid with an antioxidant conditioner will protect your car for life. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Okay, we're back. We got two lines open. 303-477-5600. We'd love to hear from you. Anything you got around the house, motor-wise, we would help you with, right? 
Yeah. It's all, you know. we have to fix it. Yeah. Anyway, exactly, at home. You know? So might as well fix it here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. You know, even, well, I was going to say, I've had my dryer apart, you know. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, I oh, mean, yeah. water pumps and washers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we, that's just what we do. That's it. Yep. You know, we might not be a load of knowledge on that stuff, but, you but we'll know, figure we, it out. We, we get our stuff done. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Let's go to Troy from Thornton. How you doing, Troy? I'm doing well. How are you folks? Doing good, Troy. Yeah, better than we deserve is what someone said. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. believe I deserve it. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I do believe that, and I'll continue right. that yeah. way. Good deal. Good deal. So I, um, I just purchased a 2003 Pontiac Grand Am for my son for his first car, and I made a huge mistake by not getting it checked out. And it's a real low mileage vehicle, super clean. Um, Hasn't been driven for quite some time. Um, but I discovered um, the rear passenger side control arms or control links, I'm not exactly sure what they're referred to, are bent. And I'm not sure how they got bent. It kind of looks like maybe somebody was trying to tow the vehicle and they put a tow rope on those arms and bent them pretty good. Yeah. And or a chain. Yeah. The, yeah. Resulting in the rear tire is slightly, or wheel and tire, is bent itself so it doesn't go down the road you know three wheels are going straight one wheel is not going straight oh, okay yeah and i'm just kind of curious how difficult is it to replace those control arms if i pick up the vehicle or lift up the rear there and can i pull those off without fear of something springing loose or is it is there a lot of tension there i don't i can't think so it's a 03 grand am you said Yes. And it's, so is it the trailing arm that goes? Uh, no, no, it's not the trailing arm. It's it's either, a, I'm not, you know, when I look at it up on the internet, it's called either a lateral link bar or a control arm. Okay. And it goes from the wheel to the subframe. Or not, the, I, well, I'm not sure what. So it comes from the center goes. and goes to the, to the wheel? Correct. Yeah. And there's, there's two of them, one on each side of the strut. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, there wouldn't really be any, there shouldn't be any tension on that because the, 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 the tension's all in the strut. Okay. And then the, uh, yeah. So, so is it, is it both of them that are bent on the one side? Yeah. Both of them are bent. Okay. So, yeah. So the, your strut should hold all the spring tension. And so, you know, removing those, yeah, just getting the bolts out, provided they're not rusty and stuff like that, should should get it pretty well. Um, so, yeah. yeah, there's nothing really, you could have it in the air and do those for sure without having to support the wheel or anything. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, that was, you know, one of the reasons I purchased the vehicle is it was super clean. There's not rust on it. You know, it was clean inside, outside. As, you know, it hasn't even made it to 36,000 miles yet. Sure. Wow. That's yeah. That's super that is, clean. So yeah. Yeah. So probably some somebody towed it or something at one point and probably put a tow hook on that and moosed it down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, okay. Because I can't find any other issues anywhere else. You know, no scrapes or scratches underneath on the frame or oh, good. the body or whatever. You know, I just it's sure. just like what happened here. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. That yeah. Probably just. We used to see that when Taurus first came out with something like that. Those would get bent really, really quick when they were towed. 
Yeah, or they could have hit something too. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they could have exactly. slid into a curb and bumped it. Yeah. And didn't realize yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just kind of lost. You know, we're we're getting ready to take it over to Arvada West on Wednesday, and have them, you know, do a complete change of all the fluids and everything. Sure. Just to make, get everything up to speed. And I'm just, well, how can I get it over there safely? Other than just go ahead and replace those control arms, or, or not control arms, trailing link arms or control. Yeah. Arms, yeah. Called. Yeah. So it it just kind of drives oddly, I would imagine. It does. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. And one of the biggest reasons we didn't really notice it so much is because where we bought the vehicle from, LaSalle lived on dirt road. And when we <laughs> test drove it, you yeah. really couldn't tell. <laughs> is it the road or is it the vehicle ride exactly? Yeah. So, yeah. But my mistake, you know, at the beginning of the show when you were saying get your vehicles test or yeah, inspected. Yeah. Get them tested. Get them, get them, get them sure. inspected, whatever. And, uh, and the biggest problem was, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, around us, we don't have any Colorado Select shops fairly close enough, you know, and I was kind of, you know, just waiting for the day that you guys get some more over here in Thornton area. Oh, sure. Yep. Working on it all the time. Yep. Okay. Yep, so. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I would recommend, because you're going to have to, can you see which one's bent? Oh, yeah, they're both bent. Both okay, are. yeah. Yeah, on the on the passenger side, rear side, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think there's adjustment on those too. It there is one like. of them has an adjustment. It'll okay. be the one to the furthest, closest to the front. Okay. And then okay. the other one. Are you on the driver side or passenger side? Passenger side. Passenger well, side. Well, either way, they're the same thing. The the one that's adjustment is in the front. Yeah. Always. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, I so just want to get. Yeah. Need to get an alignment done and all that four wheel alignment done after those get replaced yeah, too. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. It shouldn't be too yeah. hard. Yeah, at least that's something a minor minor issue. Sounds like the car's in really good shape, so that's good. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It's 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 super clean. Good. You know. Those were good cars um, too. Yeah, my wife used to have a ninety four or ninety five and we loved that car oh, yeah. to death. Yeah, exactly. So that that was one of the reasons why we kinda blindly stepped into this one, if you will. Right. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I yeah. mean you know, that's, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, would that have kept you from buying the car, even if you knew it? I mean, you might have got it for a little bit less, but, you know, something like that is like, well, at least it's fixable. Right. Okay, good, good. And then do you, may I ask another question? Sure. I, um, the BG's uh, product that you use when you change the oil, you dump it in and then you warm the motor up uh-huh. and then drain the oil. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure which one. Is that the that, MOA? Or? That's the EPR. So you use the EPR. EPR before, and then you run it, and and yeah, and that cleans it out. And then when you change the oil, you run the MOA, and that helps okay. lubricate better and extend the life. Well, I, I guess I can't say extend the life, but helps it lubricate better through its life of the oil. Right. Okay. Well, I was wondering, can I use that EPR on my boat motor, my V6 uh, Vortec boat motor? It's just so it's a Vortec GM engine. Yes. Yeah, yep, you sure yep. can. Yeah. Now, okay. how do you? How does that oil change? Do you have to suck that oil out, or do you? There's a plug on the bottom. You can do it either way. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was just make sure you get all of it out. Basically, yeah. is just what I was I was saying because I know there's some that okay. you have to yeah remove make with sure suction. Yeah. Course. Yeah. It's just kind of a drag because it goes into a well, oh. and then mm-hmm. and then you, it's all oily in there, and then it has to drain out the back. 
Oh, okay. So yeah. you got to wipe it all yeah. down. Or, yeah, you know. or there's nasty oil in there. Yeah. 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 Leave a leave a rainbow thing as you start taking off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't like that too much at the lake. Yeah, right, no, right. No. not very yeah. friendly. Yeah. But they're good motors okay. for boats. I have one. I have one in my Chaparral. Yeah, no. yeah. I have a '95 Chaparral with the mm-hmm. V, that Vortec V6. Yeah, yeah. runs great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're they're great motors. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, fellas. I right, appreciate you. the call. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Buck, Gary, hang on. We're going to be going to a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555. Or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we're back. 
You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Ken here from Tune Tech. Yeah. Yeah. All the way from Aurora. All the way. From, yeah, it's not too far from here, but from the house and <laughs> yeah. eh, a little further. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, let's see who's first. We got Buck from Cheyenne. How you doing, Buck? Oh, not too bad. Uh, we had a little snow a little earlier this morning, and it's warmed up a little breeze and melted the snow off, but... Uh, Roads are dry and everything. Uh, we'll have green grass eventually, so it's a great day in Wyoming. There, there you go. go. That's right. <laughs> so, what what do you got on the used vehicle? You got a question? Yeah, I do. Uh, I've been kind of looking around. Uh, uh, I was able to way back ten or twelve years ago uh, visit with the Ford people when they were coming out with their Ford blue, uh, police vehicles and their tires and also the Explorers. And I know they have a lot heavier brakes, uh, uh, additional frame braces in them, radiators, etc. I'm kind of looking around trying to pick up one. Uh, I know John is not too keen on buying one used, but... Uh, I'm just curious uh, if you can pick up one that you can kind of find out the, uh, even though it's a police vehicle, uh, most of them are a fleet vehicle, and they try to get the oil and stuff changed in a fairly decent manner because they like to keep them so they are uh, dependable. And so I'm kind of curious uh, what the life of a decently maintained one would be, and I would expect I'd probably have to, well, I would prefer one after 16 because that's when they had the, the split shot on the injectors. And also, I'm thinking a little bit about, I'm a born hot rodder, have been all my life about boosting it a little bit, and the 16s are later a little easier to boost. I'm uh, curious what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, for a lot of times, the police vehicles or, or, you know, the fleet vehicles like that, just not a big fan of. And, yes, they are maintained, you know, fluids-wise and stuff like that. But the the hours that they get on them, it's not necessarily miles, but it's the hours that they get on them. They're either idling or full throttle. So they're either being hammered on or they're sitting there just you know just idling and you know things along those lines and and not saying that you know that they're not going to last but hard to say how long they would last i mean steering suspension wise you know because if somebody goes over a curb they're going over the curb right after them too so they're driven hard they're yeah they are they are especially a police vehicle you know where they yeah i mean it's yeah there's there's no no way to know, you know, what kind of life they might have left on them, how and, long they might last, but and what's been done to them. And they've the had past. multiple drivers. Oh, yeah. So, you yeah. know, like, I'm driving it, then Ken jumps in and drives it. Right. And Hot seat it. And, yeah. 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 You know, and I'm full throttle on, 
and brake on. Right, exactly. Or, or never touching the brake. And Ken could be brake on all the time and yeah. full throttle. I usually use both feet full all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so you, unless you know who was driving, well, even if you know who's driving it, they're One, still rough. Right. And, I mean, police vehicles are probably the probably the hardest, you know, vehicles that are beat on the hardest probably just because of that. You know, if they're chasing somebody, they're full throttle or, like you said, they're coming into a corner, they're full brake and and things along those lines. So engine-wise, transmission-wise, powertrain-wise is is really taking its toll on that. And then, yeah, whatever happens with, you know, going through dirt roads or whatever – they're going to be going max speed on those roads to catch or get to a site quickly or or trying to catch somebody or whatever dirt flying up whatever it's they're getting you know they're they're getting abused for sure so hard to say on that and you know being a six, 16 or newer it might be not so bad just because they're not all that old but they do have a lot of hours on them so you would, if you had your choice between one of those and an SHO that probably is five grand more in the same year, maybe a little more than that, you would prefer the SHO. And you're talking something that's still a police vehicle. The the Taurus. Uh, no, the Ford Taurus SHO. Uh, you're familiar with them? Yes. Uh huh. Somewhat. I mean, not not super, but yeah, somewhat. So, basically, what you're telling me uh, is that you would probably prefer a a SHO that has not had uh, fleet Correct. experience. Oh yes. Uh, over a uh, used law enforcement vehicle. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, that gives me, unless I could buy the law enforcement vehicle really cheap. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, because a lot of times, I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, they, they've just, they've seen a lot already where, you know, a non, non-fleet non vehicle like that would be just more standard, more standardly driven and not, not beat on. Okay. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Uh, you guys have a good day. All right. and, uh, you do the same. Thanks for calling. All right. We have two lines open, 303-477-5600, but we're coming up on a break. Charlie? Okay, why don't we do this, Steve? Why don't you hang on, because I know you're going to have some questions. And it says several questions, and I don't think we can get several questions answered within the minute. So... Why aren't we going to just hang in there? We're going to take a a break over the hour here. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.